Hey everybody, it's Gino with the last word, W-E-R-D. Uh, haven't done it for a while for all you loyal, loyal listeners. Uh, I understand my last pod had three listens. I'm pretty fucking stoked about that. Not gonna fucking lie, not gonna lie. Um, I didn't advertise it in any case. So I'll probably, that was like a month ago. So I guess I'm probably gonna advertise it on Instagram. And hey, maybe I'll get a couple more plays. Who knows? Who am I to say? So, uh, I mean, of course, it's been a month. Plenty has happened. I caught COVID. It lasted a very long time. I felt horrible. Uh, I think, uh, I think I caught it before, like at the top of the pandemic. And a lot of people, anyone who got sick thinks that they automatically thinks that they had it. And they don't even pay attention to any symptoms. They're like, yeah, I was really, I'm like, it was flu season. You could have caught anything. But, um, I've talked cause I'm, I don't know, anyone who talks to me at length knows that I just, I ask a bunch of fucking questions. If you're paying attention, like if you experienced something, if you experienced anything that I'm like curious about, I just start to ask a million fucking questions. Like it might even get annoying, but I just need to know. And so when I went to go see doctors, like I didn't leave it at like, am I sick? Like I really like dug in and I talked to the doctors. I talked to the respiratory therapist and my job is back and I get to talk to people there who know about shit. It's just, I mean, it's really like a Joe Rogan interview with low profile people and low stakes and nobody's there to listen, but I get to talk to people who know about shit. It's really great. Uh, and so I was able to talk to another respiratory therapist. And so I get to gauge their awareness, the level of their awareness with, uh, kind of their biases, you know? And, um, Basically, the main, the main, two main defining characteristics are if anything happened to your taste. For me, I didn't lose my taste. It actually became the opposite. I tasted things way too much, salty food. I couldn't take it. Uh, and everything else really just kind of tasted like shit. Like, I just, that's the only way I can describe it. It just tasted like shit. And then even after, it just lingers. It's a fucking thing that lingers. I still have like some things wrong with me. Generally, like really specifically in my bronchies. Uh, still haven't opened up. Like I have pretty good cardio. Like I can, I can run pretty far, you know? Like I did, like when I was a kid, I did cross country. And so that endurance kind of never really went away. I could still kind of run for a long time, even if I can't run real fast. And that's right now is gone. So like really every day I'm kind of making it my business to, okay, get back in the game. And that's what one of the respiratory therapists told me. She's like, you really have to take an active role, like do deep breathing exercises, whatever you have to do. And, you know, maybe your lungs may not want to do it, but you gotta, you gotta force it in. Um, another respiratory therapist told me the reason. So the other, so there's the taste thing. And then the other thing is the dry cough. And from talking to another respiratory therapist, the reason for that is, and I'm sorry if this is boring you, but really three people listen to this. So it's actually important information. So I hope maybe you get something out of it. The reason for the dry cough is that the type of phlegm that you get from the sickness is actually this really dry granulated. And that's why it's like so dangerous because you cannot cough it up. So you just get this dry, irritated cough. And uh, I guess that's why your bronchies get so fucking inflamed. It was a different kind of asthma, and I still have a little bit of the feeling now, so, you know, uh, but it's not like, it's not so much like there's pressure on your chest, like, for anyone who's asthmatic, it's, like, really, 
you know, it's a tightness of chest. It feels like pressure and, you know, but it's really like there's a point to which your lungs won't expand anymore. Like it hurts. And, uh, oh God, dude, Uh, there was this one episode that happened. This is how I know there's a higher power watching us. Okay. Because my life, I don't know about you out there. My life is sarcastic to me. It'll, it'll like do shit and then wink at me like, eh, fucking with you, you know? Like, uh, oh, I hope I don't have my hand on the microphone here because I'm just using my phone. Like I say, I never, I don't use any production. I don't produce the shit. I'm just talking to my phone. Um, but, uh, so I fucking, a couple chores that I have to do, I live on the third floor of my building. So I depend on an elevator a lot because I just don't like climbing three floors carrying heavy shit, you know, like, uh, the laundry or we have a five gallon water jug, namely those two things, the laundry and the five gallon water jug. I just don't like carrying, I can, it's a pain in the ass and I don't want to do it once a week, a couple times a week, carrying heavy shit up three flights of stairs and moving out of this apartment is going to be like one of the most painful things that we're going to do eventually, hopefully, eventually. Hopefully sooner than later. Anyway, so uh, we do the laundry and uh, the elevator. It's like one of those haunted elevators. It's fucking like if you saw it, you're just like that thing doesn't work some of the time probably. And you'd be right. Uh, It was broken for like a whole fucking month. And I was just like, dude, I hope someone sues this entire complex. Like it's illegal. It's illegal not to have an accessible elevator. And they really fucking waited on it. Anyway, it was supposedly working now. And just for no reason at all, the the door wouldn't close. Now, usually the elevator just works. It doesn't work. It never does this with the door closing and the door just wouldn't close. And so I went upstairs and I'm already out of breath because I got the asthma and the elevator's not coming up. So what I do is uh, I put the clothes in the elevator and I meet it upstairs because I I was sick and I don't want to like fill up the elevator with my sickness and shit, you know? So I put the elevator in there. I climb three flights. I'm out of breath the fucking elevator isn't coming up. I go back down and just the door is just springing back open. It won't close, won't close. And even like it like teases me and almost closes. And then it's like, bing, back open. So I'm like, fuck, dude, I'm kind of like sitting down, reconciling the fact I'm like, I'm gonna have to carry this heavy fucking load up three flights of stairs, which normally would just be kind of a pain in the ass. But this is actually going to be physically painful now because I got this fucking painful asthma. Uh, I take 15 minutes to like just try to wait out the elevator and sort of reconcile with myself the fact that I'm gonna have to do this thing at the same time and so uh, I try the elevator a couple more times and then I I go up finally I take the I take the shit upstairs and I do it and as soon as I'm just up there and I'm out of breath and I got this weird breathing that's happening where I'm I'm like I'm like spitting out air like it's it was weird like convulsions of air like because the lungs just won't fill up you know and and then right at that moment on the third floor, painfully out of breath, I look behind me and the elevator opens up. And just at that moment, when I got to the top of the stairs was the moment the elevator chose to work. And that's how I know there's a larger consciousness. And I'm an existentialist, which kind of, but doesn't mean like you're sort of your own God, at least in some micromanaging kind of way. And I'm kind of an asshole, so that makes sense. I'm not, like, really an asshole. I'm just kind of an asshole. Like, you know, like when you fuck with your dog type of shit, you know? Like, let's just see him get confused, you know? Let's just see him work hard. But anyway, uh, (laughs) 
Uh, so that that was horrible. I guess I want to get off that topic because I'm sick of talking about it. And really, mainly, I think people are so tired of talk. People don't want to hear about it. Even during the quarantine, I would talk about it. And people are like, I don't want to talk about that anymore. Um, but I, I just want to say, because people say it's like the flu and it's not. It's this horrible different thing. And I can really understand how it was made in a lab. Because it really became a game of what can go wrong with your body next. Because first, my entire, my skin just hurt. Like, it hurt to take a, like, shower and, like, scrub myself, you know? Just with, like, a, I use one of those poofs because I'm homosexual adjacent. Just in my behavior. I don't like dick, but the things I do are gay. Um, but, uh, and, like, my nipples hurt. That's, that was, like, something I've never experienced before. Uh, I mean, I've been real sick when I was a kid before, but this was like, so like once the skin stopped hurting, I'm like, oh, so I'm starting to feel better. And then like another thing would fuck up, like my shits got weird. And then, uh, and then pretty soon, like everything just started tasting like shit. And I smelled things way too much. It was like, I could smell like the inside of the toilet and shit like that, you know? Um, and then of course that fucking horrible asthma came and uh and then it's like once that came it's like everything else started to feel not as bad like i just was tired all the time but it's like a big thing because i couldn't even sleep like reclined anyway i'll stop talking about it because i'm sure you're sick of it and it's this horrible thing that's still i hate like when things began to open up everyone's like oh so the pandemic's almost over i'm like no the quarantine's almost over just stop and i kept on kind of like sort of to myself but sort of out loud telling people to shut the fuck up because i'm like dude, you're saying this thing's over and we're outside in an alley doing comedy. So until we're inside without masks, you can't fucking say that shit. And I really have this stition. I don't call it a superstition because like it's been demonstrable in my life. When you just, when you kind of talk about good things before they happen, they, it kind of tends to like scare them away or something like that. That's the only way I can describe it. And so I just, you know, I do my best and I hope for the best. And uh, really, there's been so many, like, examples of it. Like, one, am I just going to talk about, like, horrible things that have happened to me? Like, I was going to move in with my buddy. He was my best friend. And um, it's a really weird thing that, like, uh, really good friends and, like, girlfriends have always been, like, for me, born, like, on the same side of the year. Like, he had, like, the same birthday as a I, th I think birthday and like birth year like he was the same age as like my first big psycho ex you know that thought she was gonna marry me but it was never gonna happen anyway so he was super excited about moving in with me we were gonna move in together we were gonna get a pad together and we were really excited about it but he kept on like because we had this big party work environment and he just every day would shout it out to everybody i'm moving in we're getting a pad moving in with my boy moving in with my boy gino he was a he was a fucking kind of like a hick like a redneck from stockton like ex-meth addict you know he's fucking but just an all-around he's a good old boy you know he's just, moving in with my boy like every fucking day like all day and i'm just like dude can you stop it and he's like nothing bad's gonna happen bro you're fucking being ridiculous and then it, he said it so many times that uh, by the time we moved in, like, together, like, a month later, you know, people around us are like, how long have you lived with Greg? That's his name. I'm like, dude, we haven't even moved in together yet. He just says it every fucking day, and I wish he would shut the fuck up. And the day before we were supposed to move in together, I got fired from that job for, like, no reason. Someone just kind of walked out, 
on me. We had a new manager who was trying to chop off heads and prove something. And she just kind of saw a target on my head and fucking like ruined me. And that's, that's just like, it's just one example. You just don't, for me, I feel like that's a contract in my life. I said, I'm, I'm kind of, I'm not kind of, I don't like to talk about my beliefs very often, but that's kind of what existentialism is. It's the Beetlejuice philosophy that it's all very personal. Uh, the same things don't happen to every single person, at least not exactly, you know? I mean, the rules don't, same rules don't apply. So the rules for me are don't talk, one of them is don't talk about good shit before they happen. And uh, so when people were just like, the quarantine's wrapping, or no, the pandemic is wrapping up. I'm like, don't use that language. The quarantine's almost wrapping up. It's a whole different fucking thing, and it hadn't wrapped up yet. So that's why I always say, I'll believe it when I see it. Let's see how long I've been talking. Because uh, if you pay attention, if you listen to this, I don't like to talk more than a half hour. First of all, I don't want to talk more than a half hour because I'm the only one talking. I don't have, like, someone to take the weight off of me. Also, I, I don't want to listen to anyone else's podcast more than a half hour. Which reminds me, I really got to check out that Midnight Miracle. I, was, I wasn't I was going to check it out just because I'm not a podcast guy. But then someone described it to me. And uh, it just seems like this really awesome thing. And I really got to check it out. But I don't think they have it on Spotify. I think you have to go on fucking, like, Apple Podcasts or something like that. Which I have an iPhone. I probably, like, can access it. But I'm just... I hate going into new shit. I hate using new apps because there's always kind of this learning curve. I just started using fucking, um, what's it called? Reddit. And I'm a writer. I should be on Reddit. That's like I'm my own worst enemy on all of this shit. Like I'm really bad at knowing like lesser known comics. Like I don't really like expand my world too much. I really only know about like Rory Scovel and like Mark Norman because I, I, legitimately asked fellow comics i'm like what are some who are some comics that aren't like bigger bigger names who get you excited and they gave me some names and uh i checked out a couple of them i really didn't care about but mark norman was one of them that like also he started trending too so that helps and rory scovel i really didn't like him at first and then he grew on me so much and now i've just been on a rory scovel binge but anyway i'm bad at checking out other comics and i'm really trying to be better about that and i'm a writer and honestly, I didn't read a fucking word until the moment I turned 18. Like, I didn't read anything. And I didn't, I didn't read fiction until, like, one of my roommates just decided, you know, you're a writer. And she just, she left a book. Like, her and her boyfriend just left a book for me at my door, the door of my bedroom. And it was, like, one of her favorite books. And she's like, you're going to enjoy this and you really got to get into it. It was Chuck Palahniuk, the guy who wrote Fight Club. It wasn't Fight Club. It was a different book called Survivor. And that was the beginning of me writing because she read one of my stories and said, you have a good style and a strong voice, but it's, it's obvious you don't read. And I never fucking wanted to hear that again. Anyway, so I'm bad at that shit. So I should, I should have been on Reddit all along, but dude, I'm a slow reader. And even just getting through the fucking rules on Reddit, like, cause you, I don't know. I don't know if you know. I mean, probably everyone knows except me. That's how a lot of things go. I'm the last person to get in on anything. I was the last person I know to know who the fuck the Kardashians were. I was the last person I know to know who Kim Kardashian was, let alone that there was an, the fucking whole entire family that everyone gets in on because I don't watch TV. And uh, <clears throat> I only read books or uh, watch series or whatever after... Everybody I know has recommended the shit to me. I just need the full approval because I don't want to waste my time. 
But, uh, I mean, it's cool. It's got its good and bad stuff because I don't waste my time watching bullshit, reading bullshit. Uh, but also, I don't know new shit that's going on. I'm, I'm not... I'm not in on it. And so I also, it also leaves me out of kind of knowing where to put myself out there as a writer, as a comic, because I'm not paying attention to, um, for lack of a better term, like where the knuckles come together. You know what I mean? Where the rubber meets the road. So anyway, what was I saying? There was other stuff I wanted to talk about. Uh, oh yeah. So I'm on Reddit. Yeah. So I'm on Reddit. I'm learning how Reddit works the communities, all that shit, and just, it's, just reading, like I said, the rules is exhausting, I don't want to read everyone's, I'm not, I'm not gonna jump down any fucking threads, I'm really just a fucking, like, Instagram is so perfect for me, I don't need, I look, there's just pictures, it's just pictures, and maybe a little caption, a witty caption, you know, stories, I fucking lie, I know what's going on with your day, I see you, I get to fucking comment to you in person about it. Oh, you went to Amsterdam, shit like that. I love that, that's great, it's social as fuck. But Reddit is another way for me to put myself out there. And I have, it's not just my stand-up that I have to put out there. Like, uh, me and Rachel, uh, dude, I'm gonna take a sip of water. My mouth is getting dry, I've been talking for 20 minutes almost nonstop. If this was a conversation, you'd be sick of me by now. Ugh. Oh shit, my water's empty. I didn't think about that. Usually I set myself up before I do the podcast. I'm like, gonna have my water next to me, gonna make sure it's full. That's pretty much all of it. Just make sure the water's full. Um, but uh, yeah, me me and uh, my fiance, Ray, just finished, uh, well, I just finished writing this story. I wouldn't call it a book. It's a story. Uh, it's a kind of a fairy tale, right? Uh, based on Cinderella it's called Doucherella, and it is what it sounds like. It's uh, Cinderella as a douche. She's just, she's like one of these reality show cunts. You know what I mean? She's just a horrible person. And I really balance it out because I realize that a lot of the shit that I think is funny is horrible white women. And uh, I really feel like white women are taking, like, a beating. And they're, like, totally all right with it is what fucking, like, blows me away. But, um, I mean, it's balanced out because what it is is I flip it. So instead of horrible step stepsisters, she's actually got these, like, college-educated, like, independent women stepsisters who really just want to do right by their stepsister. But her their stepsister, uh, do, her name is D. So... Her name can be D, and so that way I, I can, like, finish it out. Like, her Instagram handle is D Baguette, you know? So she's, she's a fucking douchebag. Uh, and so they're always trying to help her out, but she's such a cunt that she doesn't even, like, want to fucking know them. She's just like, I can't fucking take you fucking know-it-all bitches. Like, shit like that. And in my mind, she's a cross between someone like young Paris Hilton and Courtney Stodden, who I just found out existed, but she seems like the perfect douchebag. And uh, so Ray is going to illustrate it. And I really think it's got a good chance because, look, I know I'm biased because I wrote the thing, but it's fucking hilarious. Like, it's just, it's just packed with jokes. It's just packed with lines in there. <coughs> it's also packed with references. There's something in there for everybody. And so it's funny, 
And then, of course, there's lots of tits and ass in it because this bitch just wants to be an Instagram hoe. That's not one of her, like, goals in the book, but or but you can just tell that she's that chick. She's that chick. She would like to be an Instagram hoe, but she doesn't want to work for anything because what I kind of thought was Cinderella... I mean, women weren't allowed to do shit, you know? And even if they did used to do shit, they didn't portray it in books and stories very often unless there was, like, a strong heroine who's saving the day, you know? So uh, Cinderella is a woman waiting for things to happen, waiting for good things to happen. Uh, and in the book, like, in if you watch the Disney movie, like, her dad's dead, so he's not around to help her out. But if you if you read the story, like, her dad's just kind of, like... Her dad's there. He's just like, I'm sorry, I married this bitch and she's a cunt. And she, I'm going to let her treat you like shit because what the fuck am I going to do? Not have a wife? But uh, so so in the story that I wrote, her dad's just always just travels for work, you know. And so her mom is a college professor, just real bookish. And her stepsisters work in the medical field. And they're always trying to help her out and give her good advice. And she's like, you don't fucking know me and shit like that. And so uh, there's going to be lots of tits and ass in it because there is an epic fuck scene in the story. I'll just say that uh, because there's got to be a prince and it's not going to be like some kind of nice guy, Prince Charming. It's going to be a douchebag like her. He's got to be, you know, he's got to match her. And it's (laughs) just the, okay, I guess that's all I can really say about it without trying to like take you through the fucking story. So it's about a... It's about one of those douchebag skank fucking chicken head bitches uh, want to be an Instagram model, just trying to be... She doesn't even know how to be a sugar baby. She just dreams that one day she's going to find a fucking rich dude with good dick and he's going to be hot and he's going to come and whisk her off her feet and rescue her from this horrible life of living at home and and living in a big house and like not having... Like she just works at like a tanning salon anyway. So I think basically between the jokes and the tits and ass, it's got a good shot as long as I can get Ray to do the fucking thing. I think she will. Uh, she's, I mean, she's just such a genius. If, if you've checked out any of her art, check out, I mean, you'll probably see some of it on her regular account, Ray Ray the Silly Bay. But she's also got this other account, Sola Ray. I don't know, if, I forget if there's underscores in it, but you, you can definitely find it like on her regular account. Sola Ray, that's her art account, and she's just a fucking genius. She's a genius, like, honestly. Like, she's just a smart person. Like, she's just, like, an intelligent, intellectually smart person who just understands shit really fast and can wrap her brain around shit really fast. And uh, I don't know what my life would be without her. But on top of that, she's also this creative artist genius who can just, like crank out this incredible art and she can make it surreal and she can make it expressive and and she can fucking like put poetry to it it's it's just really unbelievable like sometimes like she was taking an art class just to hone her skills like she she already like was really good at it and i would just go to sleep with there would be nothing there and i would wake up and there would just be these incredible these incredible pieces of art and i'm just such a sucker for a visual art and i would just like and of course she she loves tits and ass too because she's bisexual so I, I would wake up to these amazing fucking like tits and ass drawings like this chick bound in a bottle of perfume with these gigantic titties and and she's got ropes tied around her and her tits are all popped out and i'm just like god damn and it's just lightly color and 
she just started working with color. I always knew if she ever started working with color, something amazing would pop out, but it did, you know? Anyway, so I, I, I'd love to see, or I, I can't wait to see what happens when she decides. It, it's not going to be a small undertaking because it's an entire, it's a story, but with the illustrations, it's going to be an entire book and it's going to be a fairy tale for adults. And that's kind of a thing, a market that I want to, corner it's kind it's something that i already like kind of thought i invented but i guess some other people started doing it and no thought you ever have is completely original you just either are or are not the first person to do it but um like there's nothing new under the sun it says that in the fucking bible so uh fairy tale for adults that's that's a market that i really want to corner uh we already wrote one i think uh i probably told you about it. it's called redfish bluefish f fish u fish I think it still needs like one or two more final drafts, but the one that we have is is pretty good. And I started putting that out there to like just people who might give a shit. Like I sent one to Bill Maher because it's a political book. And I, I'm going to send another one to uh, Funny or Die because I know Will Ferrell owns that uh, company. I don't know if they're still operating, but he's a politically minded guy. And if you watch, if you pay attention to his movies, the ones that aren't... No, if you pay attention to his movies, most of them tell a little bit of a political story if you're paying attention like uh anchorman is it's hilarious and it's genius but i mean the whole time they're just showing you that the news has always been bullshit like it's not a brand new thing for the news to be bullshit or um the other guys right the other guys i forget what it became about but it was it's basically like um embezzlement or corporate basically like corporate fraud and and kind of how they rip off the general public at large. I forget what it actually was. And that that reminds me that I can watch it again and not know, not remember all the jokes. Just remember that Michael Keaton, for no reason at all, keeps on bringing up TLC references. Anyway, I guess there's one topic I wanted to cover before I sign off. I always end it with kind of a serious topic, and then I try to like lift it up with a little bit of levity. And so we'll see how I, I succeed at that. I just notice, like, um, and it's people like, you know, even younger than me. They, they just, because there is like a shitty woke culture out there. I've talked about it already, and I've talked a little bit about how I feel about it. I'm really, like, I'm a liberal, but I consider myself a real liberal. Uh, like, let's, you know, get on issues that need, you know, the needle moved on them. And, uh, you know, when I when I talk to people with differing opinions, I can usually get them to agree with me because I'm really just about isolating problems. Anyway, I don't want to talk about that so much. But I notice like people because everyone's so hypersensitive, people perceive wokeness where it's maybe not even really there, you know? Like um a fellow comic of mine, I may have brought this up before. Uh he's just I don't know, like what he picked out of the Mandalorian was that there's a female welder and he's like Dude, bro, why you gotta wedge a female welder in there? Like, there's no such thing as a female welder. I'm like, dude, I know female construction workers. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? There's, I mean, you can have, like, one, or he's just like, there's a fucking, like, every show's gotta have a gay person now. I'm like, well, it makes sense, because every life has a gay person. I don't know anyone who doesn't know a gay person. So it kind of doesn't make sense that there isn't one gay person in every show, like a token gay person or something like that. As long I don't know, as long as they get to be like a rounded character and they're not all fucking a uh, Jack from Will and Grace or whatever. Anyway, 
Uh, but I was talking to this guy the other day uh, from my work. And uh, he was telling me some really cool shit because he's an aerospace engineer. That's what I was talking about. I get to have these awesome conversations with people who actually do shit for a living. And so I I get firsthand awareness of of things, you know, just all kinds of interesting things, you know. Um, Or secondhand because I I don't have the awareness. Someone's giving it to me. But I'm inquisitive. I ask questions. But then he's... uh, I was just talking about how kind of there's no new good shows. Like the last good movie is Endgame. And he's like, dude, even Endgame has like wokeness in there. I'm like, I'm like, I don't really remember that. I'm not sure what you're talking about. He's like, dude, like the Valkyrie chick and they fucking come out of nowhere and save shit. I'm like, dude, literally every single care. I didn't say this because I'm trying to be agreeable. First of all, I want to hear his opinion out. And so I don't want to appear as someone who is a threat to his opinion, but I uh, I also like I don't want to contribute because I know he's hypersensitive and I don't want to make him more so. So like, I also feel like I'm kind of like trying to skirt that, you know, because I just I just want to diffuse all this shit, you know. Whenever I'm part of one of these conversations, and he's just, but in my head I'm like, dude, Endgame was the movie where every single person had a moment like every single character that had ever been introduced had a moment like that and at the very end literally everyone had that moment like it wouldn't make he's just like yeah just what like we gotta have a female hero fucking save everybody i'm like well every dude it's a fucking like three three and a half hour movie it's a three hour movie every single character gets a moment in the sun and then you see what it's still a very guy heavy movie it's a dick heavy movie like there's scarlet witch there's captain marvel who i'm not a fan you know uh but uh there's scarlet witch captain marvel and she's like barely in the movie uh and then there's a uh, black widow and i forgot that the valkyrie chick was even in the movie that's how much she's in that fucking movie and it's a other than that it's a very dick heavy movie everyone that goes back in time i think is a dude anyway i don't want to get into that too much but i'm just like how dude like how harshly are you affected by just every little nuance of everything that anything that a woman does has got to be woke it's it's just weird it's just weird because it's not like that's kind of how i felt about okay so i've been hate watching the show shrill that's a woke ass show I fucking hate it so much. It's just lazy writing. I talked about it a couple podcasts, a couple episodes ago. And there was a line. It's so woke. Okay, so she's all her, all of her. So she's the best writer, A.D. Bryant. Okay, so it's A.D. Bryant as a central character. Um, and I'm really just about to wrap this up. But uh, A.D. Bryant is the central character. She's the only good writer on the paper that she works for and they never make it clear is that a newspaper or is it a zine you know because she doesn't write news she writes these fucking like she just writes shit that she's doing or thinking or whatever and they always go viral and you know and then everyone's hours are getting cut but not her because she's the only good writer you know and uh and it's very pro i don't really say pro body positivity it's pro obese and that's i guess my problem with it because body positivity i understand everyone isn't going to be a model you know everyone isn't going to have the get up and go to just like live the healthy life and go to the gym three four times a week and, and watch what they eat 
but A.D. Bryant doesn't have elbows, you know? It's like, anyway, I don't want to get into that too much. Like, she's seriously living an unhealthy life. And uh, I understand that it could be glandular. Like, it could be a hereditary thing. I understand that. Um, but, I mean, she's really pro it. Like, she's big and beautiful sort of thing. And I'm like, all right, you know. If you want to feel that way, that's fine. But everything else about the show is also so woke like one line that really made me give up on the show and it happens early on in the first season so i'm three seasons deep into this show that i fucking hate just so you know and i'm just i'm studying it i'm like why has it lasted three seasons because someone i respect turned me on to it and he's like it's a good show and i'm like i don't see anything good about this show there's some little things here and there but they really wedge so much fucking wokeness into the show. So one thing that turned me off to the show in like midway through season one, uh, her piece of shit ex fuck boy or whatever, um, you know, gets accidentally uh, maced or pepper sprayed by her roommate. And uh, so she's surrounded by uh, every black person that she knows is kind of this perfect person and every white person that she knows unless they're trying to fuck somebody else in the sh- unless they're trying to fuck her or like her roommate uh every white person that she knows is like the worst person you could know and uh, and so uh her her roommate's a black british lesbian chick and she pepper sprays the dude accidentally and he's like well aren't you at least going to say sorry for pepper spraying me and she says i don't apologize to white people and that just turned me off to the whole fucking show because i don't understand this I don't understand this idea that you fix racism with racism. It really doesn't make any sense to me. Overcorrections always cause more problems. Just fucking, like, don't be an asshole. That's such an asshole fucking thing to say. And if it came out of... Anyway, I don't want to fucking get into it. But it just turned me off to the whole show. I don't apologize to white people. Like, what kind of a fucking human are you? Like, that's just a horrible mantra to have in your life. Anyway, that's one part of it. Also, like, only the hottest guys, like, want to, like, prominent, like, making money, want to fuck this, like, I mean, she's, I've been with a large girl before, it just wasn't a pleasant experience, you know, I mean, someone who, as a guy, just like a woman who weighs more than you, it's a weird thing, like, skinny Mexican dudes like dating, like, really big girls, but. I don't know. And then she goes out on an, on a date with a fat dude and she and like without giving him a chance, she just calls it the worst date she's ever been on. And I'm like, "Okay, so now we're on a double standard, which I for my money just the worst be- human beings in the world like really just abide by a double standard." And I've known these people. Just everything about the show like really bothers me. It's just <sighs> Anyway, it's just the wokest show. If you want to just, like, choke on some wokeness, uh, like, just just too much wokeness, just go ahead and watch Shrill. Give it a hate watch. You know, it's been three seasons. It'll probably get a fourth. I just, because I see A.D. Bryant, her sketches on SNL, and I know she's a good writer, and it's just such lazy writing. None of the characters are, like, rounded out at all. They're either, like, perfect infallible or, like, shitty people. And anyway, so I've talked about nothing at length. Uh, it's been, I think, close to 40 minutes. This is as long as I would ever want to rant. It's been about 36 minutes. Hey, thank you for joining me. Uh, don't forget to subscribe.
tell your friends that at any time you can listen to Gino drone on uh, in his uh, characteristic monotone. Uh, I'm glad to spend this time with you. I'm glad that you would have me in your car, on your phone, uh, just with you at any time. I hope you all have a great day, great night, productive week, all the good things that you can possibly manifest for yourself. I said the word manifest. That's right, because I'm gay adjacent. Remember I said that earlier on in the podcast? That's a callback. Anyway, I love you all. And uh, hopefully I'll be, talking at, I'll, be, I'll be talking at you soon. I will. I'll be talking at you soon. All right. You all have a great whatever time of day it is you have. All right. Good night.